It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Kicking my shoes off. Oh, that's so much better. It is a Tuesday, although it probably feels like a Thursday because you're going to have like Wednesday, which will be like a Friday, and then Thanksgiving, you have off. Kind of screws up your week, doesn't it? Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. For a little while here, I thought I was the only person in the entire building. And I was for most of the morning. You know, I get here like 2 o'clock in the morning. And then as I'm walking by sort of like the upstairs back door here, Miss Mary comes in and uh, comes out of the dark... <laughs> Kind of made me jump a little bit, but that was good. That's the beginning of a good day. It's just her and I in the station right now. And then you and me out there. That's it. Most everybody else has already taken the holiday off. Now, on that note, and I even put up a story about this on the Wake Up Wyoming site. You know if you're showing up to work today, you're faking it. Especially tomorrow. If you have to work tomorrow, you're faking it. And if you're thinking you're just looking busy, so the boss thinks you're actually getting something done, remember, he's doing the same thing. He's the boss. So he's just pretending to be busy at the same time. Nobody's actually getting anything done over the next couple of days. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just pointing it out, okay? All right, one story that I have to leave with, and. There's a few stories of somewhat serious note, a couple that I'll throw at you today. But this one caught my attention first thing in the morning. Somebody tried to run the gate at F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne and failed miserably. From Jimmy Orr, writing for Cowboy State Daily. A civilian tried to run to gate two. F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Monday morning. Failed miserably in their attempt. The Air Force Base officials said the unnamed person drove through the gate about 8.40 a.m. without stopping to provide credentials. The heavily fortified base surrounded by heavily armed soldiers. Now, pause right there. It is an Air Force Base, and it's where we... Um, Keep, you know, it's where we command our thermonuclear devices. That's kind of important. I don't think they're just going to let you drive through. So anyway, the heavily fortified base surrounded with armed soldiers. No match for the gate runner 
as the active vehicle barrier system was deployed and stopped the vehicle immediately. Now, later in the day, the culprit was determined to be non-hostile. Quote, that typically means the driver did not have malicious intent to enter the installation without proper clearance, according to a spokesperson for the base. An airman who was ahead of the gate runner struck the barrier and was hospitalized with minor injuries. He was later released from the hospital. Gate 2 will be closed for repairs until further notice. Daughter of the injured man said Effie Warren Facebook page. She was uh, heard the, the gate runner was an Uber Eats driver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not what I expected at the end of the story. I was reading that cold. I just saw the headline. I thought, let's just go for it. Let's find out where this winds up. An Uber Eats driver. The last thing I expected to hear. Now, some years ago, I'm in Tampa. It's in the evening. Sun had just set, you know, getting dark out. Now, they have McDill Air Force Base, and that is command central for our military, right? So Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf worked out of there, Gulf War One, if you remember that. So here I am in the Tampa Bay area, and I pull up to a stoplight. And I watch a car come racing around me, tires squealing, runs through the red light, makes a left turn, cops following several. And then makes another left turn into a grocery store, which again is to my left and through the parking lot, comes out around and up behind me again, cops still chasing, and does that circle like two times. Then he turns and heads down the road, which I the light changes, and I turn that way because by now the car chase is way ahead of me, and I'm thinking, well, I ought to be okay to keep going. The heck cops are chasing him for, what does he think he's going? There's so much traffic, and he's in the middle of the city. There's not really anywhere he can go to get away. So this whole chase is kind of useless, right? He makes a right-hand turn. And I'm thinking, oh, big mistake. That's McDill Air Force Base. Oh, you don't do that. He's just trying to get away from the police at this point. I mean, there's no malicious intent toward McDill, but he's just you know trying to get away from the police. So he starts heading toward the gate, and there's guards at the gate, of course. It's McDill Air Force. It's, and it's not even just an Air Force base. There's other branches of the military there as well. He runs the gate. So now at that point, I want to know what happened, because I saw him make the right-hand turn and head toward McDill and toward the gate. I didn't get to see what happened after that. I'm kind of watching traffic and trying to get home. So later that evening, I'm watching the evening news. What happened to this guy? Answer was, picture a block of Swiss cheese. Yeah, that's what his vehicle looked like. That's what he looked like. Because you don't run the gate at McDill Air Force Base. They will end you, considering what that base is. They will end you, and they did. Now, afterwards, in dealing with police, I never did hear what the guy was running from, why the police were chasing him. I have no idea. I just know it had nothing to do with McDill base at all. Just something happened. The police were after him. And that's the stupid turn that he decided to make. 
Wow. What an idiot. All right. Well, he was an idiot. He isn't anymore. So the Uber Eats driver at F.E. Warren Air Force Base, did he just not know the routine or whatever that you're supposed to stop at the gate? I'd love to have an answer to that question, but I guarantee you this. He's not going to do that again. All right. Miss Mary just let me know that I am here with you and she's here with you today and tomorrow. Now, on both days on air, we're both going to be pretending to work. Just like you when you get to work over the next couple of days. Shows will be repeated on Thursday and Friday, and we'll see you again on Monday. Ah, Sister Deer from Lake Wales. Uber Eats. Someone was very hungry and offered him big bucks to do Yeah, can you imagine the tip he wanted for that? 6.15 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite episode? Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Six eighteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, phones are open today because Miss Mary is back. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number is eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Couple of stories we probably have to clean up a little bit as we get more information. So that foot that was found floating in one of the thermal pools at Yellowstone. Okay, so what they're saying now, which makes sense to me, is. The body probably dissolved because some of the the water can be a bit acidic, but also high temperatures. So the body's gone. The foot, however, was in a shoe and had some protection there. So the foot's probably fine. Story says, stout shoe probably what preserved a foot found floating in a Yellowstone hot pool while the rest of the body and clothing completely dissolved according to a forensic pathologist. They do know who the guy is, by the way. They got DNA and all of that off of his, I don't know, big toe, whatever. A shoe or boot made from leather or similar robust material was probably the only thing that kept the foot intact. So if you think about this, we would have never known that the guy was gone. He would have just been somebody who disappeared without a trace Nobody would have ever known what happened to him. Except they found the foot and they got some DNA off of the big toe or whatever the heck they got the DNA. Well, that's what I would have taken. That or the pinky toe. But anyway, so that's what they got to find out who he was. And then now people know that he was missing or whatever. I.D. John, morning, Glenn. When you say you're pretending to work today, how is that different from any other day? Well, uh, the difference between any other day. It's, it's a good question. I do sit here and talk for a living, don't I? See, I tell John, I tell people that what I do for a living is I sit in a padded room and I talk to myself. And when you guys call, you are the voices in my head. So I would guess the answer to that would be no different from any other day other than I didn't go looking for a whole lot of whole serious topics to talk about, you know, other than that. Another one I found, and I thought, just interesting, just an interesting thought for you to kind of mull over as you're pretending to work today. Wyoming car repossessions up up 30%, according to a, re a repo man. This from Cowboy State Daily. Car markets across the United States and Wyoming have been a wild ride for two years. It's likely not over soon. Largest sharp curve ahead. He seems to be an uptick in repossessions. 
So if you go to buy a used car, you might be getting a repo. Number of those voluntary repossessions, according to representatives at Action Recovery, which is uh, operation in Wyoming. While borrowers realize they cannot keep up with the payments, they just call their banks and say, you just have to take it back. Here's a quote. I have people calling me saying, I loaned this guy money or something. I sold the car on Facebook, whatever the heck it is. I just need you to come get it because I can't keep up with the payments right now. Nick Baskin, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska estimated. He's seen three to four times the usual number of repossessions on handshake-type deals, especially. A couple of times a year, he said, I'd have to uh, some real serious assignments like that, where I'd have to go after a couple of vehicles for someone in a private arrangement of some kind. And I see used car prices have soared. A lot of you know about that. There's a couple of um, places that the Cowboy State Daily went and talked to and, uh, yeah, those used car prices are still through the roof. But it's really possible that if you're buying a used car, you're probably getting a repo right about now. Bill is in Laramie County. Morning, Bill. Hey, morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. Hey, you needed a topic you said to talk about. Um, I, I looked at the Gillette News record oh, about five days ago, and there's a uh, article in there about the Wyoming State Land Board and state land leases, and then be, some people being subpoenaed to testify. Right. No one's no one's reported about that, but Gillette News Records. So take a look at it, and maybe okay. See what I think is actually more shocking than anything else is the news record actually did some reporting and did a story. Yep. It wasn't just a regurgitation anyway, of AP News. Wow. Okay, I'll take a look at that then. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks. We sounded really disappointed when I left it. <laughs> wow. News record did an actual story. That is worth looking into. And I think, I, it, it, to be serious, that is worth looking into. So I'll see what I can find. But it's also surprising that the newspaper, the news record, actually uh, did reporting and found a story that nobody else has. Wow. That just kind of blows me away. All right. Thanksgiving coming up. Mommy. Why is Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? Oh, because Thanksgiving is when America comes together to show what the American spirit is all about. All across the nation, people kill animals <laughs> and eat them, waving giant middle fingers at PETA. So I I don't understand. I mean, what what it what, you what it see? Real Americans don't like to be told what to do by a bunch of tofu-eating hippies. Yeah, but, but, but. So we take a goose or a pig or a big bird like this turkey <laughs> yeah, but, and we stuff it full of stuffing like this. But, but. Then we shove it in a hot oven like so. But mom, I mean, shouldn't you kill the bird dead before you did all that? Oh, honey. Your father and I like our meat fresh. This special Thanksgiving holiday message was designed specifically to hack off the condescending long-haired tofu-eating hippies that try to make us meat eaters feel guilty this time of year. We hope that you enjoy the organic cardboard that you're eating this holiday. In the meantime, we're cooking our fresh kill on coal. Just so you know, it was a lot of fun putting that together. So I'm the voice of the kid, friend of mine from Gillette. 
is the voice of the mom. And most of the turkey sound effects from the stuffing of the bird, from the steam, from the oven, and other such bird-like sound effects. Oh, even the sound of the, the turkey itself making turkey sounds was all done with a balloon. So, yeah, it's fun to sit in the studio and how I could go get the sound effect, but I could make the sound effect too. How would I make the sound effect? That's fun. I have no idea why Cyberpoke and Laramie is sending me Rosebud. I have no idea. David and Grable. Well, where's the other foot? Still in there? <laughs> He's talking about the foot. Somebody found a foot just floating in one of the pools over in Yellowstone. And there's many thermal pools. And they found the foot with the shoe on. And that's what preserved the foot. So they're able to find out who the guy is. So he's asking, well, where's the other foot? Still in there. Could be. Unless maybe it got out of the shoe and got dissolved somehow. But all of the clothing and the, and the entire body is believed to be gone. Between the acidic nature of the area and also the heat... It just kind of got boiled away, you know, and it's gone. So that's why I said we would have no idea that the guy, he would have just been a missing person and nobody would ever know. But they found the foot and got some DNA off of that. I'm still going with big toe. And now they know that that person was in there. But that's a good question. What happened to the other foot? So you think maybe, David, the other foot got out of its shoe and disappeared? floated downstream somewhere i don't know but here's a thought dave that you and i shouldn't be talking about that's why i'm going to go there so we now know if you need to dispose of a body in wyoming you can bring it to one of the thermal pools at yellowstone and it will completely dissolve that body you just got to make sure to take it all the clothing, everything off. Because, again, it's, it wasn't just a shoe. It was a shoe that was made out of some hefty, hardy material that saved the foot. So, David, when you go to dispose of that body, and we all know that sooner or later you will, just make sure that the body is completely naked and then roll it into the hot springs and... In time, it will completely 100% dissolve, and nobody will know where that person is. It'll just be a missing persons case. Now you got to figure out is what do you do with the uh, with the clothing? Now most of this person's clothing dissolved. Again, it was the shoe that was made out of a hard material that was able to survive all of that. So you got to figure out what you're going to do with that. And that can leave all sorts of evidence behind. Now, at this point, David, I think I've gone way too far into explaining how you can dispose of a body in Wyoming. You do know there is that one area where you can go ahead and kill somebody and there's nobody that's going to do anything about it. Have you heard about that zone? If you haven't, I'll go look it up and tell you all about it. But there is a zone in Wyoming where there's no repercussions for your crimes just because of where it is logistically located. There's really no law or courts in the area that can do anything about it just because of where it sits. It's not under any jurisdiction, if you will. That's the short story. So you can go ahead and get away with murder and dispose of the body in Yellowstone. I am so glad we had this conversation. 
Coming up on 6.30. Got some local news heading your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. And then you can go ahead and call in. Just like uh, Bill and Laramie did a moment ago. 888-97 Woods, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Bison were playing cornhole, says J.W. and Guernsey. <laughs> Let's wake up my own. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. All right, I was going to change the subject, but yeah, you guys come dragging me back fine. So I was talking about the guy who fell into the pool, intentional or not, I don't know, Yellowstone, Bodies dissolved, they believe. They found one foot because it was in a really stout shoe, and that protected the foot. And so they were able to get some DNA off of it, and that's how they know who the guy was. Other than that, they wouldn't have ever known. That brings up the conversation about how to get rid of a body in Wyoming. Well, first off, Cyberpoke Laramie says there are hot spring pools of lime in Wyoming called soap holes. Some of the old-time ranchers know about them, and they were used to dispose of animal carcasses. And I wonder, Cyberpoke, you think just animal carcasses? Who maybe else might have been disposed of in there? I'm thinking possibly. Now, that zone of death, some of you know about this, but for those who don't, Yellowstone has a 50-square-mile zone of death where you can literally get away with murder. So let's imagine Daniel and Henry are vacationing in Yellowstone National Park and set up camp, 50-square-mile area. That park is uh, mostly on the Idaho side. All right. Uh, they get into a fight, and Daniel winds up killing Henry. But rather than bury the body and try to cover up the crime, Daniel freely admits to it and then surrenders himself to authorities. At his trial, he invokes his right under the Sixth Amendment to a jury composed of people from the state where the murder was committed, it would be the Idaho side, and from the federal district where it was committed. But there's a thing. The District of Wyoming has a purview over all of Yellowstone, even when parts of it, the parts of Montana and Idaho. So Daniel has the right to call a jury composed entirely of people living both in Idaho and the District of Wyoming. That is, people living in the Idaho part of Yellowstone. No one lives in the Idaho part of Yellowstone. A jury cannot be formed. Since a jury cannot be formed, he walks free. That's the law. Now, the scenario is fiction, but all the legal maneuvers Daniel employs are completely legitimate. And someone in a similar situation could quite possibly get off scot-free. That's got a lot of attention. It was first pointed out by a Michigan State law professor in his 2005 Georgetown Law article called The Perfect Crime. After all, it implies that there was a 50-square-mile zone of death in the United States where you can commit crimes. And again, according to this scenario, legally speaking, 
there's really nothing anybody can do about it. Now, Congress could simply pass a law placing Idaho's portion of Yellowstone inside the District of Idaho's Montana's less of a problem since a handful of people actually do live in that part of Yellowstone. They could summon, summon a jury. Congress might as well give Montana that portion of Yellowstone to fix the problem. So some people have tried to talk to Congress about this, but so far nothing has been done yet. So you can still get away with murder in that part of Yellowstone, on that Idaho side over there, because they can't call it's your right to call a jury and they can't find one. So we're done here, right? The other part of that, now at that point, you can just leave the body there. You don't have to dispose of the body and cover it up. As the scenario points out, according to this law professor, you can just go admit to the crime. Go ahead, just admit, yeah, I did it, I killed him, yeah, so? What then? And there's not a whole, but now I wonder about the admitting to the crime as they put the article I was just uh, going through there. If you admit to the crime, though, then do you get a trial by jury? What if you say I didn't do it? That'd be better, I think. Then they would have to prove it, and they would have to prove it with a jury, and they can't get a jury. So I'd say, uh, unlike the story, the scenario I just read to you there, don't admit to it. Just say, what's your proof? I want a jury. There, you're off. Now, if that's a problem and you found out you killed the guy outside of the zone of death, that's where some of those pools come in. And as Cyberpoke and Laramie pointed out, you can probably find right there some of those soap pools, as they call it. He writes, now, on a serious note, why is federal funds going to be used in vaccine? I will find out about that, Cyber. He's asking me a question about uh, COVID funds and vaccine awareness and so on. I'll find out about that if I can, because that's an interesting topic for later on this morning. All right. Coming up on your weather forecast, Don Day is going to tell you all about those people who want to travel tomorrow to get to places for Thanksgiving, just a little on the slick side. Other than that, our Thanksgiving weather is nice by Wyoming standards. A little bit of breeze. It's on the cold side, I know. My sister would hate it, but by Wyoming standards, nice. 642, wake up, Wyoming. This is K2 Radio. Thank you. I get here really early. I get here like 2. 888 we're on, I'm noticing I'm the only one here. Finally, Miss Mary showed up. Okay. Other than that, this is a pretty good-sized building here. There's like nobody here, which is fine because when people start to show up, you know everybody's going to be pretending to work. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I got a lot to get. I got a lot. I, I I'm one of those where I'll be working through the holiday weekend, right. uh, just because of the nature of, of what I'm going to be doing, and so I got a lot to get done today, just right. to get myself ready to travel tomorrow. But then, <laughs> can't like what I do for a living? Can we call what you do for a living work? No. No, uh, okay. that's why I love that's my right. job. That's, that's right, yeah. So you're going to get paid to have a good time throughout the weekend. Absolutely. All right, now, for those who don't know, where are you going? I'm going to Stockton, California with the Wyoming Calgary basketball team for the University of Pacific's Tur uh, Tiger Turkey tip-off. Okay, so for those people, now you're broadcasting this, right? Yes, I, okay. I will be broadcasting this uh, for uh, University of Wyoming and Learfield Sports Properties, and that'll go out on the uh, on the uh, Cowgirl Sports Network statewide. Okay. Now, Cowboy uh, Cowgirl Sports Network, where do they hear that? 
you can listen to the game. I'll have games, uh, well, because of a conflict with uh, football on Friday. It'll be on uh, KCGY or FM 95.1, Y95 in Laramie. Uh, and then uh, various different affiliates will pick the games up uh, across the state. But okay. uh, I know Friday, Friday might be a little bit... Uh, leaner because i know you also have wyoming football at 6 30 with their mm -hmm. broadcast on friday so uh, one goes right up against the other and then uh back on kwb and maybe uh places uh, across the state uh kfbc other okay. places uh and and then you can also listen on the kwb app or the y95 app on friday and saturday That's probably the best to just go to kowb yeah. at and just listen right there is there a schedule posted somewhere of everything uh, well, you can go to the GoYO.com, the University of Wyoming Athletics website. Uh, the Cowgirls play at 4 o'clock Mountain Time on yeah. Friday and then at 2 o'clock Mountain Time on Saturday. Now, I hope they put you up in a nice hotel. Yes, they are. Something that has a good breakfast in the morning. Yes. Okay, good. Dude, that's all. You can check. You you can pretty much check the boxes across the board for nice and, and taking okay, care of it. Okay, good, yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people may not know, but people in your profession, Dave, while you may not get paid a lot the perks oh dear lord yeah i knew what i was doing when i got into this spot Trust yeah me. oh yeah <laughs> so a lot of us are in this profession for the perks yeah there you go all right thank you very much Glenn. well a tough one for the wyoming cowboys who went one and two at the u.s virgin islands paradise jam tournament wrapping up on monday down in st thomas u.s virgin islands the cowboys lost to boston college 59 to 48 guard hunter maldonado appeared in his school record 134th game, but he only played 11 minutes after sustaining an injury that required four staples to the back of his head. He had a, a big cut. The Cowboys down without Graham E.K. already, who's out in an indefinite amount of time with an injury, then lost Maldonado. That's basically 40 points per game. And uh, for the Wyoming Cowboys, Ethan Anderson led the way with 11 points, but Cowboys really struggled as uh, they shot just 40% from the field, 26% beyond the arc. They we're just one of six out of the gate, and it was a really low-scoring game in the first half. And then Boston College pulled away late to beat the Cowboys a nine-nothing run, uh, pushed a forty, a forty-six thirty-nine lead up to the fifty-five thirty-nine, and the Cowboys end up going one and two. So they're three and three. Their next game is not till next Wednesday, November thirtieth, when they play Santa Clara, and that'll be a neutral site game over in Salt Lake City. The Wyoming Calgary basketball team wraps up a three-game homestand today with what they call Education Day at the University of Wyoming. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot of different kids are going to be in attendance. Last year, they had over 3,000 kids in attendance for this day game for the Cowgirls. It is at 11 a.m. You'll be able to listen to it on KOWB and Laramie. Coverage starts at 10.30 this morning. Cowgirls coming off their first one of the season. They are 1-2 and two overall. Regis, by the way, 3-1. and one. This is an exhibition for Regis, but it does count for the Wyoming Cowgirls. Of course, the Cowboy football team still reeling after that loss to Boise State on Saturday. Cowboys with a short week. They play at Fresno State on Friday. So they actually practice on Sunday. Coach Craig Bowl was asked about the team bouncing back, and he said, well, actually responded pretty well. When you have a young team, the more that young people believe in what the, the coach is talking about and they put it on the line, and their expectation is, is when they do that, they win. Uh, and then for them not to win, you know, I was concerned about it. Uh, but we addressed those issues uh, in a team meeting. Uh, we didn't have a really hearty practice, but we did a normal, what would be a Monday practice. And I thought the guys uh, responded well. The Cowboys play at Fresno State at 8 p.m. on Friday night. You'll be able to listen to that game on K2 and Casper. 
and KOWB in Laramie. And for the Wyoming Cowboys, this is the last regular season game they play at Fresno State. That's a place that hasn't necessarily been kind to the Wyoming Cowboys. Next hour, we'll talk about All-State and All-Conference football awards at the high school level for teams in the listening audience. But that is your sports this hour. I'm still stuck on the guy who got four staples in the back of his head. Ow. Yeah, apparently it was a major gash, and wow. he didn't come back. Uh, the good news is, is he'll have at least a, over a week to recover. Hopefully he'll be back by okay. the game on the 30th. I mean, that is like Frankenstein stuff. That's painful. It really That's, is. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Okay. And you got to wonder, which hurt more, getting the gash or the staples? I would assume getting the staples just because the gash, I don't yeah. even think he knew he gashed his head. Ah, okay. All right. Thank you, Dave. Do it again next hour. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. Weather forecast, Triple A 97 Woods, the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. We got Wednesday, and then we get to Thanksgiving. And Miss Mary and I will have Wednesday and Thursday, I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday off. Until then, we're doing what everybody else out there is doing. If you're showing up for work today and tomorrow, you're just pretending to work. Everybody is. Don't worry. I know you're trying to act like in front of your boss you're pretending to work. Too. He's pretending. Your boss is pretending to work just like you. Okay, if we just all continue the illusion here, and we'll get along just fine. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. There was a guy who sent me something on TikTok that had to do with Thanksgiving, and apparently it was a... Uh, Thanksgiving protest. Breaking news as we go live to a Turkey Lives Matter protest. Comes as no surprise before Thanksgiving, and many of the birds' chants included eat more beef and pork is good for you. We'll definitely keep you in the loop as this matter evolves. Stay tuned for more info. People from all over the state sending stuff in. That's cool. I, see, I like playing that kind of stuff. That just gets you and more involved in the program. Okay, Twitter updates. Twitter is a lot like crystal meth. Because it's really fun to do, and Oprah's on it. Still don't understand that one. I just like it. Elon Musk cheers woke journalists migrating from Twitter. Judgy Hall monitors on other platforms is what he's saying. So, um, the story says there are alternatives, of course, to Twitter. Mastodon is one of them. Many of you who were on places like Facebook and Twitter left and went to other social media platforms as they just began their abusive behavior. But okay. They reportedly become this one, Mastodon, a source of woke infighting and journalistic gatekeeping. 
much to the amusement of media critics and Twitter CEO Elon Musk himself. After Musk began enacting new policies, the story says, on the Twitter site, including reinstating banned accounts like former President Trump, Babylon B, places like that, right? Several prominent people announced that they would be moving to Mastodon in protest. As more journalists moved into this site, however, there were more reports of blocking and attacking and outright banning of users on that site. So, yeah, here's a reporter who thinks, well, I don't like what Elon Musk is doing. I'm going to go to Mastodon. And then he goes there and finds out he gets blocked on that plate. Oh, no, they're not going to put up with him. So, in other words, they're, they're eating their own. They're doing to themselves what they were doing to us on places like Facebook and Twitter. Story says, in one case, former Slate podcaster Mike Pesca was suspended from the popular site, if it is popular at all. Or And several other verified journalists called uh, the host. Well, they started picking on the host and New York Times articles. And, and and as to why, you know, we can get into all the different whys as to why. But they finally just went ahead and, and blo- harassed him and then blocked him. Now, this was not the treatment he was used to getting on Twitter, but he's supposed to be amongst his own. These are all the liberals going to their own site and look at what they're doing to each other. Quote, I had to join Mastodon to get called a bigot by Parker Malloy because I was uh, said as a well-reported New York article uh, about puberty blockers. And right away, they have to start fighting about articles like this. Again, I can get into all the details. That's I don't think is what is important here. Malloy was subsequently suspended from the site. And it goes into why, because they started name-calling each other, basically, on the site. And so people are now getting suspended. In the meantime, Elon Musk is just sitting back and laughing at all of this. The story goes on and on and on about all the things that these leftists are doing to each other on these alternate sites. And Elon Musk is just laughing. This is what he, this is what these people were doing to folks on Twitter. They go to their own site. Now they have no choice but to do it to each other. Hmm. Okay. Now, on that note, let me see. There was... I had another Elon Musk story here for you. Here we go. Elon Musk has fired even more Twitter employees. Were there any left? I didn't know there were any left. Well, okay, here's the story. Elon Musk announced a new round of layoffs on Twitter on Monday, specifically focused on the platform's sales team this time. Musk fired Robin Wheeler, head of sales, and Maggie McLean, and the company's vice president partnership uh, for not agreeing to terminate more employees. Last Friday, head of the content partnership team left the company. Musk was weighing to whether to lay off more employees or not. So he laid off a bunch. A bunch quit in protest. And now he's firing even more. Over half the company employees have been laid off. And again... A bunch more have quit. How many are left, I want to know. He focused on the product's trust and safety policy and communications and so on. Uh, And let's see. He recently sent employees an email demanding a commitment to hardcore work. That really upset some people. 
No, that really bothered some people. You expect me to show up and actually work really hard and give it my all? Really? Okay, well, actually, kind of, yes, we do. Now, a lot of these people are going to have to go off and get a job somewhere after this. And I was asking the question even yesterday. So exactly what qualifications do they bring with them? Amy, it says you are trained in technology. That's very good. Are you adept at Excel? No. PowerPoint? No. Publisher? Not really. Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, Vine, Twitter. You know, the big ones. I'm surprised you didn't say Facebook. people like my parents (laughs) that's funny well amy when you're working for me you have to have those kind of research skills because i'll send you things for you to comb through and get the answers and send them to me so for that you've got to be really good at technology for stuff like that no problem i'll just ask siri tell siri i want you ready to go at eight sharp each and every morning i don't understand What don't you understand? What you just said. You don't understand be ready to go? Eight, like, in the morning, eight? Yes, in the morning. That kind of doesn't work for me. Who gets up at eight? I do. I Skype with my French boyfriend in Paris until, like, three in the morning. I don't even get to Starbucks until, like, ten, where I order my grande chai tea latte, three pumps, skim milk, light water, 2% foam, extra hot, but not too hot. So if it's okay, I work best in the morning at 10.45. Wow. Amy, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Why are you so negative? I can sense your hostilities, and right now I am not feeling very safe. I've been here for over five minutes, and the only nice thing you have said to me was nice resume, which I typed all night for this meeting with you. You've given me no guidance, no validation, no encouragement, no supervision. Is there an HR director somewhere? HR director? Yes, I need to speak to someone. I may have to take off today as a mental health day. Take today off? you, Amy? Amy, look at me. You don't work here. Are you firing me? Okay, yes. (sighs) So, yeah, it's going to be kind of hard for some of these people to find gainful employment, considering all they've ever done is work for Twitter. You're no one if you're not on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blocked, You might as well not have existed You might as well not have existed You either buckle down and do your work or you'll end up at McDonald's We going to McDonald's if I don't do my work No Hard work, hard work That's what To save Wyoming from boring morning radio That man is Glenn Woods This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio Seven twenty-one's the time. It's wake up, my omen. My sister just sent me a note. Uh, sister dear, you got me thinking. I'm gonna play another one of those kinds of bits. This one from Babylon B. But real quick here. So I just sent Miss Mary a note. I probably should ban myself from ever eating honey bread ever again in the studio. Uh, or if I ever do it, I should make sure that I'm by a sink the entire time. I had some really. This is. Good honey. I mean, really good honey. If you go to Chugwater, there's some beehives up and around that area. And up above, on top, up above Chugwater, on the buttes up there, on the bluffs, they have 
wow, I mean, just acres and acres and acres and acres of sunflower seeds as a tree. I, I almost said sunflower trees. They get that big. It almost reminds me of a tree. Huge. Just farms up there. Just tree. Just all of these. I say trees because they're that big, but just sunflowers. You understand? This goes on forever. And then there's also the natural things that grow in Wyoming and flower. So that gives the honey a unique taste. It's good stuff. So I just took some of that honey and I put it on some bread during that uh, news break top of the hour. And I had a little bit. And then I spent the next 20 minutes wiping everything down with a wet paper towel, paper towels, myself, the equipment. I mean, just my shirt. It's just all over the place. I felt like one of those kids. You know when you see a kid eat something and they get it all over their face and hands and you wonder, did any get into their mouth and belly? Okay, that's what I feel like when I get done eating honey. It's just like everything I touch is just sticky, sticky. So I think from now on, if I want honey on bread, I have to stand over the kitchen sink the entire time. Because I'm still wiping down like the keyboard and the mouse in here. I swear I didn't move around that much. All right, so I played this bit. Here come the Twitter employees are leaving, getting fired, quitting, and a lot of them have only worked for Twitter. And so what other skills do they have as they get out there into the world, right? So I played that bit just before the break you heard a moment ago. And my sister in Lake Wales, Florida, says this interview is actually close to what I experienced recently in hiring an office person. But it wasn't just young people who acted like this. Yeah, I've heard those stories from Babylon B just earlier this week. Mr. Dunsinson? Yeah, come on in. You know, uh, you're 20 minutes late. Yeah, Twitter, we didn't have, like, start times. Schedules are a remnant of an oppressive colonialist regime. Oppressive colonialist regimes? Okay. Well, look, the work here is pretty demanding. We need to find someone who can inspect all of our outgoing... Miss, are, are you okay? I'm sorry. I'm not really used to bosses using trigger words like demanding and inspect and work. But this is a job. We don't say that either. Then how do you get any work? Yeah. Well, I mean, so how do you get any uh, labor stuff, production, the handwork, and that work, sorry, stuff done? How do you get any stuff done? Uh, Streep's got tons of stuff done on Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, what would you say you did there? I was responsible for so much as a content moderation specialist. Some days during my afternoon cornhole sesh, I get a text telling me I had to ban someone. So then you'd have to actually like walk over to your computer and ban them uh no i would just hit a button on my phone and then bam babylon b banned libs of tiktok banned steve from fruitport michigan you know he banned and then back to cornhole uh all right well what else did you do there drank like a sailor they had wine on tap mimosas a full micro brewery they also had aa which was kind of helpful for me, one day at a time. Uh, well, congratulations. Uh, well, so I think I've seen everything that I need to see. Did you have any questions for us? Tons. Okay, first, you don't actually, like, expect me to come into the office, do you? Well, how do you expect to get any work done, labor done, stuff done at the factory without coming into the factory? 
Oh, so this is like a job job. Yeah, that might be a deal breaker for me. Uh, also, I didn't notice any meditation rooms when I came in. Do you guys have any gurus on site or is it more like a BYOG type situation? BYO what? Also, I didn't see a QR code for your lunch menu, but I assume your shrimp is non-GMO and cage-free. Shrimp? Where'd you get shrimp? We don't have any shrimp. Hey, sorry to interrupt, boss. Pneumatic drill is on the fritz again. I need to go pick up some parts. I'll be back in five. Ugh! What was on his hand? Uh, it was grease. How did it get there? Because he worked, does stuff, engages in manual labor. Okay, that's it. I can't do this. I'm sorry, Mr. Dunsonson. We've decided to go in a different direction. All right, well, I'm sorry to hear that, miss. No, no, no. Okay, so yeah, they're gonna have a tough time out there in the real world. And I do, there was a few years ago, if my sister will remember this, when I was running that uh, retail store there in, in Boone, the, uh, the big store there, okay. I was uh, working with my boss and he looked at me and said, so uh, how late can, can you stay? And I said, well, until we're done. And the shocked look that I got, because he hadn't heard that in such a long time, that somebody was willing to show up to work early and just stay there until whatever the job was was just done. We'll get it done. When we're done, we can go home, but let's get this done. That's kind of shocking to some bosses today. And I understand, look, you don't want work to own you. I do get that. You don't want work to own you. But then again, you also have to remember what the purpose of a job is and getting your company, well, on a level of success to guarantee that you're always going to have that income, that they're going to want to keep you, is something which I think a lot of people are missing, not just the young kids, but there's a certain generational gap when it comes to work ethic today that as a nation... Well, listen to Mike Rowe. This is a problem. One of my all-time favorite broadcast heroes is Mike Rowe. And he's been going around the nation talking about this on every broadcast he can get on, but also just going around the nation and talking about work and work ethic. And if anything, it is something that has slipped in this country, and I mean by a lot. If there's anything that needs to be fixed, it's getting people, especially a younger generation, the idea of a good work ethic, pride in your work, even if it's a job you don't necessarily like, showing up on time, making sure your company is successful, knowing where your money comes from and how you pay your bills. Coming up on 7.30, got some local news coming your way. Right after local news update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again. I'll go ahead and open up the phones. 888 woods the phone number 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. Every hour, this is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio.
736 at time. Wake up, my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. So, all right, I was going to go pick on California again because there's a story I found that says California is causing Wyoming to have higher gas prices. I'll get to that. Hang on. I know several people that have escaped from Illinois and moved to Wyoming. And you'd be happy to know these people, the majority of them are very conservative people. And they uh, moved to Wyoming just because Illinois was just too much, just too much enough. There is, and I want to see, am I a Facebook follower there? Okay, I'm following them now. All right. There is a Facebook page called Escaping Illinois. Yeah, there's, and they have a website, too. Oh, I have to go to the website and take a look at this. Holy cow. Okay, so the first one I see is smiling Captain Kirk, basically. But it says, when your $150 Illinois license plate renewal is due, but you've already escaped. And he's smiling, right? Uh, here, this is a headline from a Chicago newspaper. Ski masks should be outlawed in Chicago, head of an anti-violence group says. Oh, that'll fix it. Oh, yeah, that, that'll really fix it. Yeah, just make ski masks illegal and your problems go away. Because that's the problem. It's, it's, it's like the gun is the problem. The ski mask is the problem, right? Headline, Illinois continues to have the worst unemployment rate in the nation. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, other good ones. Suspect fires shots after Mount Prospect man foils car theft. Those kind of headlines are uh, Thanksgiving meal costs more than ever in Illinois. I expect that. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Oh, Alderman, who says he wants fewer cops in his ward, is now asking people to please stop shooting each other for 48 hours really if well okay this is from cwb chicago it's a news site there in chicago oh i gotta read this one all right on monday less than a month after a publicly or publicly stating in a city council meeting that he wanted fewer police officers in his ward now remember this is chicago why would he want fewer police officers? If anything, dear Lord, we need a, probably the National Guard called out. But okay. This alderman issued another public statement this time. He asked his ward residents to refrain from shooting and killing each other for 48 hours because too many people have been injured in a flurry of violence. Shooting in his ward at the highest level since 2010 which is as far back as the city database currently goes. In fact, his ward shows more shooting victims than ever since he was elected, took office. Not directly his cause, but he's not, no, it really isn't his fault, but he's not helping either. He's apparently convinced that the answer to his ward problems is to have fewer cops around. Story says, during the last budget hearing for the Chicago Police Department last month, several aldermen asked the police to assign more officers. This guy's asking for less. He started to walk out of the hearing as other men, uh, other aldermen shouted at him. 
Uh, and then, of course, he has to make a bunch of white supremacist comments and so on and so on. On Monday, after two people were killed, a third was injured in two shootings in his ward. He asked for that 48-hour moratorium. He wrote, quote, for immediate release, this is his press release, which you know, thugs out there shooting each other read press releases and so on. We are calling for a 48-hour ceasefire in our communities while peacekeeping teams on the ground work through a relationship truce. <laughs> so that's all that we just need to get teams out there and talk to people. To, and it talks about the fatal shootings and so on that happened in the afternoon. So he mentioned in the days after the shooting, he assured his readers that the police department was on the ground. Both police districts where the shootings had taken place yesterday have lost a significant number of cops because, lost them as in the cops are no longer there, because of him. There's quite a few cops who are either no longer working there or have quit. This is just one of several stories here I have from this page. Uh, there's uh, more political stuff, election plans. Okay. I've gone ahead and decided to uh, follow this on Facebook here. I thought it's interesting that there's actually a whole Facebook page dedicated to people escaping Illinois. I wonder if there's a page like that dedicated to people escaping California. I'm going to go look. 742, wake up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite morning paper or the 5 o'clock news? You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Another pleasant day. Appreciate that. Now we got to talk about the slickness for tomorrow as people are heading off to see the relatives. Yeah, we have a really badly timed cold front that's going to come through the state during the day tomorrow, and for especially the central and eastern areas of the state, uh, this is front that's going to come tomorrow afternoon and evening. So while Today, tonight, and into tomorrow morning, there really won't be much going on. When people start getting out of work uh, tomorrow afternoon and evening, and maybe they're thinking about going to Grandma's house, that's when this front hits. And as we said yesterday, it's it's not a big system, Glenn, yep. but it's just enough to make things really slick out there. And that's what I often warn people about. It's one thing when the heavy snows come down. But when there's just that fine layer on the roads there, that's when things get really kind of nasty. So just go ahead and take that easy. Now, we do that for, it moves in what, uh, tonight into tomorrow or tomorrow into Thursday or It'll first reach the far western borders of the state tonight. So places okay. like Star Valley and Jackson will see some snow. For the central and eastern plains of the state, uh, the I-25, I-80 corridors area, it's going to mainly be tomorrow afternoon and evening and overnight. Okay. Now, that means that when we get to Thursday, it's going to be colder. It's going to be colder. The front will be clearing out by then, but it is going to be a brisk and chilly day on Thursday. Then improving weather, slowly, gradually moderating temperatures Friday and Saturday. Okay. Does that lead to a nice weekend? And mainly I look at, yeah, the temperatures, that, that, you know, they're typical for this time of year. But it's the wind factor. That says whether you can go outside or not. Yeah, it's not going to be that windy. Uh, we do have a potential nether front coming in late Sunday and Monday we'll need to keep an eye on. 
But uh, the worst by far of the weather is going to be tomorrow afternoon through about midday Thursday with the most wind, those snow showers, and the coldest temperatures. Okay. That really doesn't sound like it's going to affect holiday travel. Can we talk real quick? Have you looked at the rest of the nation? Because it's not just driving around Wyoming. People are going to be getting on airplanes and so on. Yeah, no, at this point in time, for folks who are flying out here over the next day or two, there's really nothing too bad anywhere. Um, We will see this front that we're going to experience tomorrow go down into Texas, New Mexico, and Oklahoma. They could see some ice and snow down there, but that's going to stay away from major airports initially. Where I do see the potential for maybe some traffic travel delays because of weather would be later in the weekend. In that Saturday, Sunday time frame in the Northeast United States in particular. But at least here for the next few days, major airport hubs are not going to be impacted by the weather. Now, long lines, other problems right. aren't weather related. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. That's a whole nother thing. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weathers. All right. You've got some pretty good travel weather all together, and the weekend doesn't look too bad either. So. I think we're set for this now, that you can go ahead and get to where you want to go and get back and everything is in good condition after that. Which means, I'm sorry to say, David, David Settles uh, joining us here, that that means that you'll get back to work on time. Everybody was hoping that not the delay getting to their holiday vacation, but a delay getting home. Yeah, I, I, I was, I've been tracking the weather for a couple different reasons. I was actually going out of town with my family. Now my plans have changed and going out of town for work. But um, I knew about the system because, you know, listening to Don Day, as I always do on this show, uh, I pay close attention. So now I just had to warn the rest of my family that they might run into a few few issues tomorrow when they're traveling. But for the most part, uh, I think they'll be okay, and so will I. And, yeah, too bad I'm not getting postponed from... Okay, now here's the big thing, though. If you're away for Thanksgiving on some very important business, do they save you a turkey dinner? No, that's Do they okay. save you pie? Uh, Probably not. Probably not. not. No, I bet all of that's just, just uh, yeah. So you know where you stand with your family. Now, it's yeah, not exactly. like go ahead and pack some of that in the freezer so when he gets home he can enjoy a Thanksgiving dinner. This is not going to happen. So what are you doing? Are you going to enjoy your turkey dinner or are you just skipping it this year? We are the, the. I will be with the Wyoming women's basketball team, and we have a dinner plan. Okay, I'm good. Not exactly yeah, that's sure nice. what all that entails, but right. it, it doesn't sound like it's anything fancy. But it sounds like, you know, we've got uh, we've got something scheduled for things. Okay. Now I've been reading up for quite a while, and I've heard people complain that there's a bit of a turkey shortage in the nation. There's a big bird flu oh. thing that happened, and so some people are really worried they're going to get enough turkey on time. Now, in Laramie, do you guys have a turkey problem? Not that I know okay, of. Okay, because here, okay, if you take a place to look like Casper, Sheridan, and I think Gillette has it too, uh, there, there's certain, Cody is one. Turkeys are not actually indigenous to Wyoming. They were brought here so hunters could hunt them. Right. And they become obnoxious little jerks in these neighborhoods. Very aggressive. Yeah, I've driven through one kind of in a shortcut through Casper. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in the Mills area, and there's uh-huh. always wild turkeys rolling down the road. Oh, yeah. And don't stop because they're yeah. just nasty. So I yeah. was just encouraging people, you know, you don't have to go get one from the grocery store. If you just want to go <laughs> strangle one of those with, the, you know, just to death slowly, I think your neighbors will thank you. Just tossing that out there. All right. Thank you very much, Glenn. Let's uh, talk a little basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys dropped their finale in the third place game at the U.S. Virgin Islands Paradise Jam on Monday. 
falling to Boston College 59-48. to The Cowboys lost guard Hunter Maldonado in the game after just 11 minutes of action due to an injury. He did not return. And then the Cowboys struggled offensively throughout to, uh, the contest. Shot just 40%, including just 26% beyond the arc. Uh, Boston College was able to pull away with a 9-0 run late in the second half. And then again, they beat the Cowboys 59 to 48. So the Pokes went one and two. Head coach Jeff Linder asked about going one and two at this tournament. He said, I felt like we took some steps in the right direction. Obviously, we don't want to you know, lose and go one and two. But for us to face you know, a very good Drake team and then to turn around and have to play a, you know, an ACC team like Boston College, who you know, was they were desperate. I mean, they had uh, gotten beat pretty good last night. But when you, know, you don't have... You know, two guys, when you don't have 40 points out there, uh, right. it can make things hard at times. But I thought for other guys to kind of have to push through, and I thought their effort was tremendous, those guys that played tonight. But, you know, you got to find ways to to get the ball in the basket. And unfortunately, the Cowboys couldn't. Ethan Anderson led the way yesterday with 11 points. Wyoming well, men's basketball, 3-3. Three and three. They don't play until Wednesday, November 30th, against Santa Clara over in Salt Lake City. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team has... Education Day at the Arena Auditorium today as they take on Regis University. And uh, this is a game where they bring in school children a chance to have some fun on the Tuesday before the holiday break. They had over 3,000 in attendance last year. This ends an 11 or three game homestand. Excuse me. It's an 11 a.m. start at the double A. Cowgirls are one and two. Regis comes to town with a three and one record. And this is actually an exhibition game for them. You can listen to it on KUWB and Laramie coverage starts at 1030 this morning. And, of course, All-Conference All-State Football Awards were announced over the weekend. Natrona County had seven first-team All-State performers, including Cody Crawford, who was the offensive and uh, who was the lineman of the year in 4A, unanimous selection for that. Chinese led 4A with eight first-team selections, and they had the 4A East Conference Offensive Player of the Year in Drew Jackson and the East Conference Coach of the Year in Chad Goff. Then you had Cheyenne Central had five first-team All-State performers, Cheyenne South, Laramie and Kelly Walsh had second-team All-State performers. South and Laramie with three-piece. Kelly Walsh had two. Casey had an All-State player in Vaughn Pearson. And Glenrock had an All-State player in Logan Jones. You can find the complete list of All-State and All-Conference football awards for high school football at wildpreps.com and on the Wild Preps app. That's your sports this hour. you ever have a bunch of school kids do a tour of your studios here? Uh, I have had that yeah. in the past. It's been a little bit of time, but yes. Do, do you ever find yourself wanting to go up to those school kids and say, I know it sounds glamorous on the radio, but pick any profession, any other profession, anywhere else. For the love See, of God, don't do this. I, I got that same sentiment when I was growing up, and somehow yeah. I found myself in this I see. You, so you didn't listen to your own self on that one, huh? Apparently not. Yeah, okay. Because there are certain, I think they should take school kids around to certain jobs and just say, see that guy? Don't be him. I think you got to be in it for the love of the job. That's <laughs> right. Thank you, David. Coming up on some local business news time, weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Hi, I'm Frankie. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right. It's open phone. 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I know for a fact that most of you are going to work today. 
but not really working today. Or just before a holiday. Thanksgiving kind of lands on a Thursday disrupting the week and you got to travel and so you take Wednesday off. You know, and then of course you're going to take Friday off too. There's Black Friday. And so you show up for work Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. But who's really getting anything done? Exactly. And if you think to yourself, well, I just got to look busy because the boss is watching. Yeah, well, he's just looking busy because you're watching. We're all just pretending here. Let's just pretend to con that. No, just pretend to continue to pretend and we'll all get along just fine. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Now, since we're getting close to Thanksgiving, of course, it's time to talk about turkeys. And, and, and as you know, there's always those activists out there who are going to try to destroy your holiday. Breaking news as we go live to a Turkey Lives Matter protest. Comes as no surprise before Thanksgiving and many of the birds chants included eat more beef and pork is good for you. We'll definitely keep you in the loop as this matter evolves. Stay tuned for more info. And of course every single year there's certain bits that I play on the air because I just want to take a, a really sharp stick. A sharp stick with salt on it by the way and poke it in the eye of those people who want to ruin your Thanksgiving. On today's special holiday episode of Raw Vegan Cooking, I'll be showing you how to prepare a raw vegan holiday turkey so you can enjoy your holiday meal just like normal people while still being better than them. Our turkey prep involves assembling our turkey out of mouth-watering raw vegan ingredients. If nature didn't screw up by making turkeys out of turkey meat, it would have wisely made turkeys out of tofu. It's a hormone-disrupting delight that embodies the word plain in exquisite detail. So we'll pick up the slack and improve on Mother Nature's stupid ways by using tofu to incarnate our turkey into this world. For the neck, we'll use a carrot. They're always effective cervical substitutes. We'll use a tomato as a substitute for the turkey head, and we'll use the inside of the tomato as a substitute for the brain. For the beak, we'll use the ace up the plant kingdom's anti-inflammatory sleeve, ginger, sliced. Turkey legs are everyone's favorite, but because tofu doesn't have legs, we'll substitute in broccoli drumsticks. Wooden skewers make excellent hip socket substitutes. We'll use kale for wings, just like normal turkeys will have once they evolve out of the filthy animal kingdom into the plant kingdom. Hashtag vegan. And an assortment of rosemary and dill picked fresh from my garden will make excellent feathers. Now we have our turkey. Or as some people would say they want you to do to save the planet. You just go eat some bugs or something like that. Well, that's what they say. And then, of course, if you go to their house, what exactly do you think they're actually eating? Right. We've been through this before. All right. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. 888-97-WOODS. Cowboy State Daily has an article. 
Energy Group says California policies are responsible for skyrocketing prices in even places like here in Wyoming. Story says, tapping into the energy of Republican-controlled U.S. House of Representatives, energy industry advocacy groups, Power of the Future is one of them, published a report Monday that lays out a policy roadmap for legislators that could benefit Wyoming oil, gas, and coal industries. So, although the recommendations in the group energy policy roadmap is passing legislation to eliminate a rule that allows California to set its own emission standards, which is driving up new vehicle prices for everybody. Uh, among nine other proposals, the report recommends the EPA repeals regulations that were big drivers for two refineries in Wyoming, converting biofuels. Well, they converted from what they were making into biofuels, and then they shipped that to California. Democrats will likely hold a majority in the Senate for the next two years, which would allow Democrats to block any legislation coming from the House. So, you know, they're not really going to get a whole lot done. The only thing that the Republicans can do right now is just block stuff. But I might have a partial solution. Hang on. So, Rick Whitebeck, Alaskan State Director, Power of the Future, who has worked on Wyoming energy issues, told Cowboy State Daily that there is an opportunity for the House of Representatives to make a difference for American energy without even a majority vote. And I think I have an idea, too, but hang on. Jim is in Casper on recall elections. Morning, Jim. Glenn, why are our elected officials failing to give us a law to protect us from people like your favorite Virginian? My favorite Virginian? Miss Ms. Cheney. She's my favorite. You're always talking about her. Um, you might be listening to a different radio show. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I don't know why we don't do that. I've often thought that we should have protection against, uh, you know, if anybody is really caught doing something that is illegal, for example, just to pick one, that we should be able to recall. And the fact that we can't, I, I think, is a problem that we should fix. Yes, it is. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. I had no idea that Liz Cheney was my favorite Virginian. Okay. That sounds like um, some old Western. Well, we had the Western novel that became the TV show and the movie The Virginian. That sounds like a uh, another TV sitcom or something like that. The Virginian? My favorite Virginian? We can make something out of that. Okay. So, this article I'm reading. Good opportunity, this says. Democrats will hold a majority in the U.S. Senate for the next two years, which would allow Democrats to block any legislation coming from the House that would make it difficult for anti-fossil fuel or organic fuel is a better way to put it, policies of the Biden administration. So as voters are hit with higher energy costs, which drives up the cost of everything, they'll be watching Congress to see who prevents reforms. Now, that is a good idea just to remind people your prices went up why that's something the republicans need to do but there's something that i wrote earlier this morning where i just have my own theory as to how we can reduce energy prices here in the state of wyoming and even for the nation 
So the idea would be, let's imagine that we in Wyoming did business, first off, in Wyoming, for Wyoming Nights, right? We start here. Just like when North Dakota had that big energy boom going for a while, and Obama tried to take credit for it, even though he was trying to stop it. But it happened because it happened on private land. And there was nothing the Obama administration could do about it. We could do the same thing in the state of Wyoming, although we do need to get more control of our lands here, which is why I've always been a proponent of Wyoming controlling Wyoming lands and not the federal government. We control it. We own it. We control it. But then also we can make deals with surrounding states to start with. We can make deals with North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, but also do business with states that are friendly to us, like Texas. So in other words, if those states that wanted a solid, strong energy future got together and worked together on their own land, they could build a strong coalition of states. And those states like California, for example, that are constantly trying to shut down the energy industry, well, they can just go ahead and shut themselves down. And it would be clear to the American people over time who has reliable, affordable energy and who doesn't. And which pathway is the best pathway to take? If we did this on our own land, we could get around the federal government in many ways, not in every way, but in many ways. We are, as a nation, 50 separate countries in a coalition, in a cooperative, if you will. But we're still allowed to act independently of each other. We don't have to do what the federal government says in every single case. So the idea that we could actually, first off, make our own energy resources here in Wyoming for Wyoming, but then cooperate with friendly states, like-minded states, means that there would be those states who would be energy independent and strong because they're working together. And those states like California, well, they're just causing themselves to wither and die on the vine. And so let them make their mistake and with the hope of at some point, they realize the mistakes that they're making. I think part of our problem is we're trying to cooperate with the Biden administration. And we're trying to cooperate with states like California. And of course, they have no interest in cooperating with us. They intend to shut down what we do and control us. Well, cut them loose. 818, Wake Up Wyoming. Here's your morning. 97 Woods or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. You can do what Micah did. She just interrupted me right in the middle of something. That's okay. Open phones. 888-97-WOODS. See, some hosts just do that on Fridays. I always have it at some point during the course of the week. That's 888-97-WOODS. Now, Micah's story was about she just wanted to call and cancel something. Right? 
And the person on the phone, why would you like to cancel? Are you sure you would like to cancel? Can you can you answer some questions about what I if she just wants to cancel? Can we we got these other deals for you? She just wants to cancel just cancel it. So uh Mike oh, um hey Glenn, I got disconnected. In general, though, it was the customer's option of what uh, he she wanted answered. Oh, okay. Well, just so you know, Mike, uh, Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, you should make a skit about what Michael was talking about. Oh, yeah. But on that note, Rich, I think you probably know this bit. This is the funny bit that Micah was reminded of. Hello, welcome to Coffee Cabana. Our special today is the popular Mocha Mocha Kappa Mocha Kappa. What can I blend for you today? A cup of coffee, please. Uh, I'm sorry? Uh, just, I'm sorry, just a regular size coffee, please. That's all. Oh, uh, I, I guess I don't understand. Uh, what part of that don't you understand? Well, for one, we have several different sizes. Petite, medio, alto, forte, muy grande, I, and crescendo. I, I, all right, I just want a small cup of regular coffee. Well, please. But I... Uh... Okay, look. Point to the cup that's the smallest. Okay, there you go. That's the one. Oh, okay, I see. And what would you like in that? Coffee. And? Just coffee. But we have syrups and powders and toppings and frappalapalatas. Just coffee. Plain old coffee in a freaking cup. Oh, um. Look, I can take the cup. Perfect. Now, now, hold it under the coffee spout. Good. Now fill it up. There you, there you go. Now, give it to me. That's it. Yes, that's all. Well, how odd. And whatever. How much? Six fifty, sir. Sorry. Um, six fifty. How is this little cup of coffee more expensive than a gallon of gasoline in my car? I didn't even add any frappa lapa mocha crap or whatever to it. Well, sir, the beans are dried on you, you, solar you know, panels. Never mind. And then we use wind yeah, power. Forget generate. it. But we're green. Look, I'll give you 20 bucks if you don't say another word. But, nope. Uh, Done. There you go. Good girl. Might I suggest trading that for a decaf? Now, another bit that I was thinking of earlier this morning, since I was making fun of Facebook, and how a lot of those Facebook employees are now unemployed, and they have to go get a real job somewhere. And I thought of several different bits, a couple of them I played for you, but one of them. We haven't yet gone to the offices of Jenkins and the boss. Jenkins! Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at here in our conference room. Uh, what did you fill all these bowls with? Where are the snacks? Well, sir, this meeting is with our millennial interns, right? Well, yes. Snacking on coffee and donuts is so old school, sir. Oh, right. I remember when we switched to lattes and organic tofu. Sir, that is so last week. This is the new generation. New trends. Gotta keep up with the time. Well, I guess those look tasty. Let's see what these kids are into these days. Oh. Oh. Well, sir, what do you think? 
<coughs> Tastes like laundry soap. Exactly. What's in that bowl? Are those what they what I think they are? Yes, sir. Surely we're not letting them have sex during the meeting. Oh, no, sir. That would be silly. No, sir. You take the condom and you snort it up your nose and then pull it out through Stop. your... Stop. I don't want to know the rest of this. It's the latest trend, sir. Fine. Fine. Just get them in here so I can talk to them. That's changed, too, sir. They will all sit in their seats looking at their phones while you Snapchat with them. Whatever you do, don't talk to them directly. And, sir? Yes? No eye contact. How will they know I'm their boss? Sir, we can't let them know that their boss is an old, rich, white guy. That would trigger them. Fine, fine. Call them in. Let's get this meeting started. Very good, sir. I'll just go and coax them out of our company safe space. Yeah, not far off. I have no idea how these guys are going to be able to handle, you know, real jobs. Okay, uh, one more thing. As long as I'm playing bits here, I've been asked if I can go back. I, I will put all of these together. Oh, by the way, these bits, if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download your app store, right? And then look at the toolbar, and you'll see On Demand. You touch that, you can find old episodes of this show, condensed, getting rid of news and commercials and so on, condensed down for you. And also, under On Demand, look for Wyoming Altered States. Miss Mary is releasing Season 2 right now. So with Wyoming Altered States, you can catch up on all of these bits that we create in-house, like the Jenkins and the Boss and the Just Coffee one that you just heard here, and the car chase scene from Social Justice Warrior. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, our exciting car chase has begun as average white guy takes off in his big diesel-powered pickup truck a rolling coal, of course. Then our Social Justice Warrior in a sin person in an electric vehicle that he stole from his mom, which runs on unicorn farts. Let's join the exciting chase. Social Justice Warrior has prematurely run out of unicorn farts. Take that mask off. I can't understand you. Both of them. The plexiglass face shield, too. Lord, it's hard to breathe with all of that. If the chase is over... What's the matter? Run out of unicorn farts? Well, you know, cold weather causes shrinkage in electric vehicles. Get out of the car. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to be neighborly and charge your car for you. Stick this in your tailpipe. This diesel truck can charge your vehicle, and we need to get your pink Mary Kay car back to your mom before she wakes up. for our social justice warrior. Will this car be charged in time to get it home before mommy wakes up? No, oh, this is going to cause nightmares for real. Join us next week as our social justice warrior tries to explain this to mommy. 
Now, all these bits that are written and produced in-house, it's a lot to do with you guys, too, because like with that episode or the several episodes of The Car Chase, where we came, I came up with the idea on air, but then people started throwing me suggestions. Miss Mary's the one who says he has to have, it's got to be his mommy's car. Yeah, it's got to be an electric car. Other ideas were thrown at me from all over the region, all, all, the, all these different listeners throwing in ideas for the episode. So I wrote the episode. Then the Dan, who lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, he's on some of those. And so far, social justice warrior on Jenkins and the Boss. That was John in Gillette, who does Jenkins. Yeah, Jenkins. I'm the boss. Uh, but then there's other people like Fire Pit Paul in Cheyenne, who's the average white guy in that one. So it's also multiple voices from listeners as well that all get to come on and play a part in this. So this is all created not just in house, but by us, which is one of the reasons I love these bits. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite? With the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, this is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight forty nine is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off I go to talk to Dave Settle in Laramie, who has got to catch a plane real quick here. Hey, uh, Dave, according to YDOT, thefts of Wyoming signs are up. I saw that yesterday. Yeah. Now, these are people driving into the state, entering Wyoming, welcome to Wyoming signs, things like that. Uh, let's see. Stolen signs can lead to crashes and pose dangerous conditions to travelers well depends on i i don't believe that though i even when they say if they take a speed limit sign or something like that i don't think it leads to anything like that they just don't want their signs stolen right and, and i can i can understand i don't know i knew some people who would take some signs every now and then you know you yeah. get like college age kids that put, they'll put it in their dorm room or sure. in their apartment or whatever i was never fascinated by that i was like why would you yeah well yeah. whatever i i mean and and i you know it could be out-of-state people, but it could just be sure. young, irresponsible individuals. Right, yeah, or collectors. But now, one of those signs can cost up to $3,000. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that they should raise the fine on this. Okay, actually. the fine, let me see. Uh, yeah. Remember the, the level. Punishable by up to 10 years in prison and a $10,000 fine maximum. All right, ten years, ten thousand. Okay. No, All right, that, maybe that's that, the maybe, maximum. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I was looking more. At, maybe I was thinking that the fine was like the cost of the sign. But no, nah, I, I would. Yeah, it'd have to be more than that. Now, I still though would like to thank those people who go out there and perforate the signs because they put up a new sign and then the wind comes along, it's going to get blown away, right? So these right. people go up there and shoot holes in them. They're doing a public service. I guess that way the sign doesn't get blown away. You see? <laughs> so for all those people out there who take target practice on signs out there, thank you for saving Wyoming signs so they don't get blown into Nebraska. Yes, so. All right, thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. The Wyoming Cowboy basketball team lost the third-place game at the U.S. Virgin Islands Paradise Jam basketball tournament on Monday, falling to Boston College 59-48. to it was a game where the Cowboys struggled offensively in the first half, trailed 26-21. The good news was Boston College wasn't much better. But in the second half, Cowboys worked themselves back in the basketball game but really couldn't ever take a big lead uh, of any sort. And then a late 9 nothing run put Boston College up 55-39 with under four minutes left. They would cap it 
59-48. Just one Cowboy in double figures. Ethan Anderson had 11 points. Jeremiah Oden added 9. Noah Reynolds, 8. Hunter Maldonado appeared in his school record 134th game, but he got injured in the first half and played just 11 minutes and did not return. The good news for Maldonado and the Cowboys, who went 1-2 and two at the Paradise Jam and are 3-3 three and three in the season, they'll have some time to work on some things because they do not play again until next Wednesday, November 30th, when they'll face Santa Clara in a neutral site game in Salt Lake City at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team wraps up a three-game homestand today with Education Day at the Arena Auditorium, taking on Regis out of the Denver area at 11 a.m. Yes, that's right. It is 11 a.m., the tip-off at the AA. Last year for Education Day, they had over 3,000 kids from around the region, from southeastern Wyoming, uh, Casper, Douglas, out into western Nebraska that came to the game. We'll see what happens today. Wyoming is 1-2 and two and coming off its first win of the season last Friday over Denver. Regis comes in 3-1. and one. This is actually an exhibition game for them. And again, Education Day, uh, just under 4,000 students are expected to be in attendance. 11 a.m. is the tip-off, and we'll have live coverage on KUWB and Laramie starting at 10.30 this morning. The Wyoming Cowboy football team trying to put last Saturday night's bittersweet loss to Boise State behind them as they prepare for West Division champion Fresno State on the road Friday night at 8 p.m., a game you can watch on FS1 or listen to on K2 and Casper or KUWB and Laramie. The Cowboys really not trying to look past this one because his head coach Craig Bull knows this is a tough opponent to prepare for and they can't really look ahead as this game is preparing for bowl season. I believe we're getting better and nothing brings out the best in you than competition and to be able to compete. And this, uh, you know, when you look at the tape, this is a team that warrants being a, you know, a divisional champion. You know, that, you know, puts a hair up on the back of your neck to get prepared. We'll let the bull situation sort out. Uh, we're focused on this team, but I do think competition brings out the best in you. And we've had a really competitive league. So the Cowboys with their hands full at Fresno State on Friday night. Again, that's an 8 p.m. kickoff on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Wyoming 7-4 overall and 5-2 and two in the conference. And that is your sports. I will talk to you next hour from across town at the Arena Auditorium. All right. Talk to you then. Thank you, Dave. Coming up on some local business news time after the open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. He was supposed to do it last week. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, but Republican Senator Lindsey Graham's testimony was moved to today before a Georgia grand jury probing the 2020 election. District Attorney Fannie Willis is investigating claims that former U.S. President Donald Trump attempted to interfere with Georgia's presidential election in 2020. Willis is a Democrat. Trump was recorded in a phone call asking Georgia state officials to find votes needed to win the election in Georgia. Fox's Evan Brown, a jury in Washington, has started deliberating a Capitol riot case. The Oath Keepers founder, four other members charged with seditious conspiracy. Prosecutors allege the group discussed the possibility of violence weeks ahead of the rally. If convicted, the defendants could face up to 20 years behind bars. 
The Justice Department hasn't tried a seditious conspiracy case in a decade, and the last guilty verdict was in 1995. Fox's Ryan Schmelz. The day after an SUV crashed into an Apple store in Hingham, Massachusetts, killing one person, injuring 19 others, the driver was just arraigned. Bradley Rain, charged with reckless homicide by motor vehicle, held on a $100,000 bond. In Los Angeles, Nicholas Gutierrez, the man who drove into a group of law enforcement recruits out jogging last week, injuring 25 of them, claims in a TV interview he fell asleep sleep at the wheel. Initially arrested and charged with attempted murder, Gutierrez was later released. It will be up to the district attorney to decide whether he will be prosecuted. Fox's Jack Callahan. A lot of Americans getting ready to travel for Thanksgiving. Some are going today. Fox's Garrett Tenney at Chicago's O'Hare Airport says there are no issues or big delays there. The bad news is that folks are paying a heck of a lot more for travel this Thanksgiving. $350 on average per ticket, according to Hopper, which is 43% higher than a year ago. For those driving, gas is 12 cents cheaper than last week but AAA's national average for regular 363 is the highest price on record ahead of Thanksgiving. America's listening to Fox News. Lisa Booth here for Bishop Gold Group. So just when you think the stock market's recovering and everything's going back to normal, well, here comes another downturn. So what are you going to do? The answer is gold. The company that I trust is Bishop Gold Group. They can advise you on investing in gold and gold IRAs. So act now and get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualified purchase. Call Bishop Gold Group on your phone, dial pound 250, keyword Bishop Gold. That's pound 250, Bishop Gold, or go to bishopgoldgroup.com. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get... Here is the latest from K2 Radio News, brought to you by WL Plastics. Now hiring. Apply at 2075 Pyrite Road Mills. A 22-year-old gunman opened fire in a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, killing five people and leaving 18 injured before he was subdued by heroic patrons and arrested by police who were on the scene within minutes, authorities said Sunday. Two firearms, including a long rifle, were found at Club Q after the Saturday night shooting, said police chief Adrian Vasquez. Investigators were still determining a motive, and the attack was being investigated to see if it would be prosecuted as a hate crime, said El Paso County District Attorney Michael Allen. Police identified the gunman as Anderson Lee Aldrich, who was in custody and being treated for injuries. A man with the same name and age was arrested in 2021 after his mother reported he threatened her with a homemade bomb, multiple weapons, and ammunition, according to authorities. Authorities were called to the Club Q at 11.57 p.m. Saturday with a report of a shooting, and the first officer arrived at midnight. At least two heroic people confronted the gunman and stopped the shooting, Vasquez said, adding, we owe them a great debt of thanks. Of the 18 people injured, some were in critical condition, and at least two had been treated and released, officials said, adding that some were hurt trying to flee. Colorado Governor Jared Polis, who became the first openly gay man in the United States to be elected governor in 2018, said the news was, quote, sickening. My heart breaks for the family and friends of those lost, injured, and traumatized in this horrific shooting. I've spoken with Mayor John Southers and clarified that every state resource is available to local law enforcement. 
enforcement in Colorado Springs, Polis said. Colorado stands with our LGBTQ community and everyone impacted by this tragedy as we mourn. The Wyoming Game and Fish Commission approved the acquisition of the Ellis Ranch property in Johnson and Washakie counties during its meeting in Rock Springs this week. The property in the Bighorns consists of 2,680 acres with additional access to 1,280 acres of U.S. BLM land. The property will be managed by the Wyoming Game and Fish Department as a wildlife habitat management area. Maintaining and expanding access for hunting and fishing is a top priority for game and fish. This property not only provided the public with access to previously landlocked federal land, but it also allowed them to effectively manage big game in the area, according to Game and Fish Director Brian Nesvek. Besides the ranch acquisition, the Game and Fish Department told the commission about its efforts to protect Keyhole and Glendale Reservoirs after a discovery of invasive zebra mussels in neighboring states. For more information about the meeting, you can visit the Game and Fish Department's website. Reporting from Casper, this is Colby Fedor. For photos of the Holiday Square tree lighting at Conwell Park, visit K2Radio.com. From K2 Radio News, I'm Nick Perkins. Built up salt and chemicals will erode the paint on your car. Keep it clean at Wash & Glow. Monthly plans start at just $19.99 and vacuums are free. Wash & Glow, 4055 Plaza Drive. Sunny today, breezy, basically a repeat of yesterday, low to mid-40s, mid-20s tonight. Changing weather Wednesday, becoming mostly cloudy with a chance of snow showers developing. Highs mid-30s and falling. Snow showers likely overnight Wednesday, ending Thursday morning. Just enough for some light accumulation and slick road. Six the time, it is a Tuesday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Now I know Tuesday feels like a Friday because Thanksgiving's on Thursday, which completely screws up your week. And trust me when I tell you, today and tomorrow, anybody going to work is just pretending to go to work and pretending to work. I know you're you're pretending to work so your boss thinks that you're working and you're making sure that the boss sees you going through the motions of working. But just so you know, the boss knows that you're watching him, and he's going through the work, the, the motions of working, too. Nobody's actually getting anything done today or tomorrow. Just so you know, get that out of the way. Now, I've got a whole bunch of non-sequitur topics here. I'm just going to sort of clear out these things today and tomorrow. But you can at any time interrupt me. If I'm topic hopping, you can topic hop. It does not matter. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Interrupt me if you want. Bitcoin. Now, this is a guy you've heard about recently. This was really a, a, just a massive scam. He fooled everybody, but because not because I don't think because he was that good, because I think the people he was working with and convincing they were that dumb. This young guy would show up, big mess of. I know, afro hair, I mean, really just a mess. He never combed it. Always wore just shorts and a T-shirt. Even to big business meetings where discussions were about tens of millions of dollars, he would just show up looking like a mess and didn't care. And also the way he spoke and so on. But people thought, oh, he's such a genius. That's why he's like that. Well, I wouldn't have done business with him. 
if he showed up looking like that. But all right. No, it would have put up red flags for me. But it turned out to be a big scam that he was in on. And now cryptocurrency is out, Bitcoin, if you will, is out over a trillion dollars, 1.4 trillion. Story says Bitcoin revised higher Tuesday after briefly hitting a two-year low as investors were in damage control after the company FTX's collapse. Latest cryptocurrency by market was trading at about 2.5%. Well, it gives all the numbers there. Cryptocurrency markets lost about $1.4 trillion in their value. Now, this is a perceived value. There's a reason that I'm really bringing this up is not to get you into the whole scam. If you've been listening to Glenn Beck after this program, it depends on what station you're listening on as to whether they have. But if you're listening to Glenn Beck, They've been going into more detail about this. I'm looking at it this way. You hear me go on about the national debt all the time. Now, we are in deep trouble as a nation with our national debt. I mean, massive trouble. And it doesn't matter if we're talking Democrat or Republican. They both just keep spending, spending, spending more. This current president has lied. Well, I've reduced the deficit by over a trillion dollars. No, he didn't. And he spent massive amounts of money, too. Trillions more than that. But they keep saying that, oh, we're reducing. Neither party, nobody in government has done anything over decades except massively increase the national debt. And there are those who even say, well, when Bill Clinton was president, when Bill Clinton was president, he left office with massively more debt than when he took office. And by the way, the Republicans were in charge most of the time anyway of Congress. And so they're just as culpable, just as guilty. Now, part of the problem with that is what we're dealing with is devaluing the money to make it as useless as a cryptocurrency would be right about now. It has value because we say so. Not because there's actually anything really there backing it up, because we're pretending, because we say so. That's what gives it value because we agree to it. But if that agreement falters and people lose confidence, it goes away. This is why I've said many times over the years that money is not the economy. Don't think of money as the economy. You want to invest? Don't invest in money. Money is not the economy. That's why some people are investing in Bitcoin. You're investing in money. Money is not the economy. The economy is stuff. It's the food in your belly, the clothes on your back, the house you live in, the car you drive. You know, stuff. That's what has value is actual stuff. And the importance of it is what real value is. Some people look at things and it has emotional value to them. But no, no, I'm talking about the kind of value that, you know, keeps you alive. That's value. And money is just used to exchange that value. Products and services, that's what the economy is. Money is the tool of exchange. That's what that is. And the problem that cryptocurrency is having is the same problem that the dollar can have. If we keep going the way we're going as a nation, it won't be much longer that just as cryptocurrency had a massive crash, so will your dollar. Aces and Casper, oil, gas, coal, and nuclear provide our power 
Wind and solar recharge our cell phones. That's about right. No, that's that's absolutely about right. That's they're producing about as much energy to charge our cell phones anyway. But if you want to talk about what has actual value, oil, gas, coal, that's actual value because as we get into wintertime, as we'll see here, temperatures drop, people need to keep warm. It's also transportation, it provides food, it provides shelter for us, energy does so many things. That's what real value is. Money's just a tool of exchange. So what's happening with cryptocurrency can happen to our dollar as well. If we allow Congress to keep doing, and presidents, government in general, to keep doing what they're doing. They act as if all they have to do is keep printing it and we're fine. And I've actually spoken with people in person recently. Well, America's too big to fail. They actually said that. Yeah. Not understanding. Right. I, I, I haven't told this one in a while. Let's go back to Occupy Wall Street. Remember that crowd? The two dumbest people of Occupy Wall Street. The second dumbest was a guy who, it was a little, literally, it was a box, like a soapbox. They would stand up on, grab the megaphone, right? And literally, they were grabbing the megaphone and giving speeches on money. The first guy said, we need to go back to the barter system and get away from money. Okay, I want to see him show up at his landlord if he pays rent and pay rent. I want to see him do this by the stuff that he has, that he pulled out of the closet and so on. I want to see him do that. I want to see him buy a car, drag stuff down to a car dealership and try to barter his junk for a car. That was the second dumbest guy. The dumbest person was a young lady who stood up on the soapbox next and said, we should allow everybody to print their own money so everybody will always have money. And she did not understand why everybody was laughing at her. Paul and Casper, when are adults going to show up and deal with this debt? Now, here's the problem, Paul. Most Americans are massively in debt themselves. 915, wake up, Wyoming. And Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Twenty one's the time. Wake up, my only. All right, triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So Scott in Scott's Bluff, asking a question. Since just got done talking about cryptocurrency and money and what is value, Glenn and he did it right. Glenn with two ends. Glenn, can you explain what would happen if we went back to the gold standard or some other equivalent? Okay, well here's the deal with with that. The only real value that gold has is. If you were to take a gold coin and drop it on the ground and then find it again a million years from now, it's still a gold coin. It doesn't go anywhere. That's the value of gold. It just stays. It's not like something that rusts and falls apart. It just stays there. That's why gold has value, because it stays. Now, the only reason that we give it value, I mean, you can use it as it's, the, I think, the greatest conductor of electricity. Other than that, what can you do with it? Nothing. You cannot plant gold and get food. 
All right. It has value because we agree that it does. It has value because it's rare and we agree that it has value. Also, it, does, it doesn't tarnish. It doesn't get old. Now, when we were on the gold standard, we held ourselves to a limit on money. Only so much money was available. So when the federal government had us on a gold standard, even the federal government only had so much money available to them. And so for a government to spend itself into oblivious debt, they could, but it was more difficult because they were held to, hey, there's only so much gold out there. So over time, they found clever ways to manipulate and finally got us out on standard where our money now reflects our economy. What they're supposed to do, they're not doing this, but they're supposed to do, is how much economic activity is there. Okay, so that's how much money we will put out there. That's what they're supposed to do. But they, they've borrowed way beyond that. They've printed way beyond that. That's what's got us in deep trouble. Before, when we were on something like a gold standard or something equivalent, again, there's only so much gold, there's only so much silver, right? So it held them to a limit as to what they could spend and what money was worth. It held its limit because there's only so much available. Now we're even past paper money. We're to the point now if your Congress wanted to borrow another trillion dollars, all they do is turn to the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve goes to their computer and types in, did I say billion? Did I say trillion? I mean trillion, right? Okay. They would just type in trillion. Here you go. There's no trillion. As if it's just now there. It's just magically there. It's just a way to keep score. And it doesn't actually have any meaning or value anymore, which means it's valueless. Because you can just invent it out of, out of thin air. That was the whole point behind the thing of just uh, getting us off of a gold standard or a silver standard or anything like that and putting us on something that we can just in invent out of thin air as much as we want, which is as ridiculous as that young lady that I was just talking about a few minutes ago that was at the Occupy Wall Street. Well, I think... Everybody should be able to just print their own money so we would all have money when we need it. She has no idea what money is and why that wouldn't work. She didn't understand why everybody was laughing at her. And it really horrifies the idea if you turn to people in government, we need to get back on the gold standard. That scares them because that would put a limit on what they could do. Yeah, even borrow, even borrow, even if you have gold, you can still borrow, right? But there's a limit to that with gold or with silver or something like that because there's a limit to the material on the planet. You can go find more, you can go dig up more, but there's really not that much on planet Earth. Cryptocurrency tried to convince us that, well, we do this virtual mining for cryptocurrency, and they have a computer that runs a program, and how much electricity it uses shows the value of what the currency is, which is virtual currency. It just didn't. I like the idea of cryptocurrency, but the way they're doing this right now, this isn't working out. And there's, it's open to too much, as you've seen here, fraud, for example. Uh, really, th there's just too many ways that we can take money now and manipulate it by the way we're using it, not just cryptocurrency. Judy is in Casper. Hello, Judy. 
Good morning, Dan. I wanted to put you on the money thing. Uh, I'm one of those people that I believe they're going to crash our dollar. Oh, yeah. So I started investing in uh, silver. Okay. And it's working out pretty good for me. I'm getting, uh, they call it junk silver, and it's 90% silver. And then you can also buy the Buffalo Head uh, gold uh, silver rounds. They call them rounds. Right. And the point is that those are going to continue to hold their value. So if the dollar crashes, I want to be able to pay, pay somebody to change my tire. So I buy them in smaller increments, like in quarters and dimes and, and uh, half dollars, and, and then I buy those one uh, buffalo test, which is one ounce of silver. And I want to be able to pay somebody in that. That's acceptable. Those those are the things that are backing gold and silver now. What do you think? Have you heard of the uh, Have you heard of the gold back? Yes, I have. Okay, I'm holding one right now. Somebody sent me one. It's worth one whole dollar. I also have some silver dollars. Okay. Uh, that were uh, paper. It, it's paper money. Yeah. But it's called silver certificates. Okay. Those are quite valuable too now. Uh, okay. Uh, that's that's the way I'm going to handle this. Is if they're going to uh, crash our dollar. I want to be able to pay somebody in something that is valuable. So right. I, I chose silver and gold. I, but I wanted to ask you something real quick while I have you here. There's a, I was watching a video. A guy who's up in the Cody area was complaining that there is a, a fuel shortage coming from Montana. And he said that in Cody, some of the fuel that they're probably going to have to get, diesel and so on, is probably going to come from places like Casper. It's, it's going to have to. I know uh, Halliburton's a working son of a gun right now. They're they're drilling and they're doing their thing like they're supposed to be because my boy's getting anywhere from 80 to 90 hours a week working for Halliburton. But, yeah, that's, that's what's coming. And, you know, the funny thing about that is, is they keep killing our refinery. I mean, there was a time when we had five refineries here. Boy, is that biting us in the butt now. Yeah. We, yeah. If anything, and I wrote an article earlier this morning about Wyoming needs to go more energy independent and work with other yeah. like-minded states and do all it can yeah. to keep the federal government out of it. Yes. All and right. they, the legislators down in Cheyenne would yeah. do good if they start creating laws about federal government overreach coming into Wyoming done right. that's to our energy industry. Because right, we dude. have two industries, and that's tourism and oil and gas. There you go. I, I got to run to news time here. Thanks for calling, Judy. 888 woods the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Rolling up on local news time. Update on your weather forecast after that. Wake up, Wyoming.
26 of time. Wake up my own. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talking about what I'm talking about. Change subject. Fine by me from the New Yorker, which is a magazine I used to read all the time. But like a lot of other magazines, I ended up going. You're doing what now? So I put it away, which is a shame because it used to be such a great magazine. But they do have the, okay. This one story. Dimming the sun to cool the planet is a desperate idea, yet we're inching towards it. Oh, God. Scientists who study geoengineering don't want anyone to try it, but climate in uh, inaction is making it more likely. Climate inaction, huh? That's why I quit reading The New Yorker. If we decide to go solar geoengineering... By the way, if we dim the sun to stop warming, then don't solar panels then have a problem? Depends on how much you dim it, I guess, right? This is the idea of putting out uh, in space just a big sun shield, basically, that uh, brings down the amount of solar radiation coming toward our planet down quite a bit. Well, enough to stop warming is what they, this is the theory, right? So they write this as a serious article in the New Yorker. So if we decided to go solar geoengineering the Earth to spray highly reflective particles, in this case, such as sulfur into the stratosphere in order to deflect sunlight and so cool the planet. It would be the second most expensive project in human history ever. The first obvious, the ongoing emissions of carbon and other heat-trapping gases into the atmosphere. This is why I quit reading the New Yorker. The idea behind solar geoengineering is essentially to mimic what happens when volcanoes push large amounts of stuff into the atmosphere. Right? The scheme is not surprisingly has a few public advocates, as just very few. And even among those who want to see it studied, the inference has been that it would not actually be implemented for decades. So, and then they get into the story about how this would work. And I look at this, okay. Just so you know, there's people who actually want to do this because they think we're in some kind of a climate crisis here. And we have to do something like spray stuff into our stratosphere to dim the sun. There's another scheme I heard where they would actually put a satellite out in space that would partially, would open up a big sail and partially block radiation coming into our area. Okay. And then there's this story here. A Harvard scientist. He's a scientist, so you got to believe him. And he's from Harvard University. So you have to believe what he says, right? Harvard scientist believes that meteor crash could have been a UFO. A Harvard astrophysicist believes that a meteor crash from 2014 may have been actually been a spacecraft from an alien civilization. The roughly two-foot-long meteor crashed from the Pacific Ocean, roughly 100 miles off the coast of Papua New Guinea, and is made up of strange material. The material, if it's tougher than iron, based on the data. So the question is whether it's just an unusual rock or some kind of a spacecraft. So here again is a, a astrophysicist from Harvard University. And you wonder why I have trust issues with things like this, just so you know. There's reasons that I have trust issues with people like this. I think I'm demonstrating, right? On the other hand, and again, complete non sequitur, but I'll stay with science anyway.
since it's that time of year, we start thinking about Christmas presents and so on. I came across this. Now, I remember my brother had not this. My brother had a chemistry set. But it came from the same era. During a brief window in the early 1950s, children could get a Gilbert U-238 Atomic Energy Lab, a kit allowing them to make nuclear reactions at home using actual radioactive material. It was taken down in 1951, so they offered it as a toy, a, a learning kit, if you will, in 1950, and they removed it from the shelves in 1951. Mike from the video stream, how cool did it get during the eclipse? Just think if they can't reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> See, but again, the, these are the same people who they honestly don't understand the geological history of this planet or the atmospheric history of this planet and don't understand that we still don't understand much of the science behind a climate that has been changing for billions of years without ending. Catastrophic climate change has happened on this planet long before humans were ever here and it had nothing to do with CO2. This planet has warmed without the help of CO2 and cooled down when CO2 was going up. This is why I call it the cult of climate change and why I have trust issues. Yet if somebody, somebody, the New Yorker will print the article that I was just reading to you, but if somebody wrote an article that said, and people have, that said uh, human beings are not causing a climate crisis, we are not in a climate crisis, they would not print that, but they'll print that other garbage. 942, wake up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight. The Times. Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to David Settle, who's in for sports. Sounded kind of noisy in the background. Where are you at? I am at the Arena Auditorium, where I've been talking this morning about Education Day, where the Wyoming Cowgirls are playing at home against Regis, and so I'm over here getting ready for that game this morning uh, before I go on the road with the Cowgirl basketball team to California tomorrow morning. Okay, so you got a whole busy weekend. You're going to be away all weekend? Yeah, I will be. Uh, we don't get back till I want to say, like 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. Sunday morning. All right. All right. You're going to need a vacation from your vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I picked up something here a moment ago. I just wanted to get your reaction to it before we get into sports here. I was just telling everybody about a toy that was available in the 1950s. It's a, a an educational toy, Dave. It's an atomic energy lab that came with real uranium. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You can go ahead and make an atomic energy things out of this. There's all sorts of different things you could do to with atomic energy and make stuff with it using little vials of uranium. They kept that on the market for a year and realized this could be bad. Took it off. Uh, it made it a year, huh? Yeah, before. <laughs> now, this was another smart idea for young men. I mean, we're talking like freshman high school age. 
How about let's get them a glass blowing kit? What could go? What could go wrong? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to heat up the glass to the point that it's melting. Then you got to blow it, right? Like a professional, right. right? So there's no way kids can play with this and not get hurt. Somebody thought this was a good idea. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure they thought that one. No, I don't true. think so. Let me see here. This is. But a, then again, don't our parents tell us they were smarter than we were, so I'm they were able sure to handle that they stuff? Were. Yeah. <laughs> now here's another caster kit. This is a caster kit where you can make your own toys out of metal. First, you have to melt the metal. Oh, <laughs> then pour the metal. <laughs> God, how did anyone from that era survive? Apparently tougher than we did. Let's just put it that way, right? Well, but then again, were you from the generation who was okay with drinking from a garden hose in the backyard? Oh, heck yeah. I did that okay. plenty of times, and I'm still alive today. Right. Uh, was your uh, playground basically made out of, like, metal with a hard cement floor? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yet, no brain damage whatsoever. So it wasn't too hot to slide down. You remember those? Yeah. The slide in the middle of summer was the worst, I guess, right? Oh, it was. All right. Thank you very much, Glenn. Let's talk about Wyoming Cowgirl basketball. I am at the Arena Auditorium where the Cowgirls will take on the Regis University Rangers for Education Day. You might ask, what is Education Day? Well, it's a chance for the Cowgirls to invite kids from area schools to the game. They're actually expecting just under 4,000 kids from around southeastern, central Wyoming, and western Nebraska coming to this game. Starts at 11 o'clock this morning here at the Arena Auditorium. The Cowgirls are 1-2 and two on the season and coming off their first win last Friday over Denver. Regis comes in 3-1. and one. They're a Division II team, and this is actually an exhibition game for Regis. It will count for the Wyoming Cowgirls. And again, it's an 11 a.m. tip-off at the AA. Coverage on KOWB and Laramie or the KOWB app starts at 10.30 this morning. In the meantime, the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team finished up the U.S. Virgin Islands Paradise Jam with a 59-48 loss last night to Boston College in the third-place game. Hunter Maldonado limited to 11 minutes in that contest uh, because of an injury. Only one Cowboy finished in double figures. That was Ethan Anderson, who had 11 points. The Pokes are 3-3 three and three in the season. They're not back in action until next Wednesday, November 30th, in Salt Lake City with a neutral site game against Santa Clara. All state and all conference football awards have come out in high school football around the state. Shine East had the most first-team all-state players with eight in Class 4A. Garrett Schlabs, Trevor Eldridge, Drew Jackson, Colby Olson were first-team all-state both sides of the ball, while Drew Jackson was the 4A East Conference Offensive Player of the Year and Chad Goff, the Coach of the Year in the 4A East Conference. Natrona County had seven first-team all-state players including Cody Crawford on the offensive and defensive line. He was a unanimous selection as the lineman of the year on 4A. Colby Harlan, Wyatt Powell, Riley Dye, Mason Wycombe, Caden Farr, Brecken McClintock also making first team. Cheyenne Central had five first teamers, Chris Benbow, Keegan Bartlett, Jack Miller, Richard Prescott, and Brock Peterson. And then Laramie and Cheyenne South had three second-team All-State players in 4A. Kelly Walsh had two. In Class 2A, Glenrock had an All-State player in Logan Jones. KC had an All-State player in 1A six-man 
with Vaughn Pearson. You can find the complete list of all state and all conference football awards at yopreps.com and on the yopreps app. And finally, the Cowboy football team trying to put the game and lost to Boise State last Saturday night behind them. They have a short week of preparation. will travel on Thanksgiving Thursday as they play at Fresno State against West Division champion Fresno State Bulldogs in California Friday night. That's an 8 p.m. tip-off. You'll be able to listen to the game on K2 and Casper and KUWB and Laramie coverage starting at 6.30 Friday evening. That is your sports, and I wish everyone a happy and safe Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And same to you, and make sure you squeeze some sleep in during all of this that you're doing. I will do my very, very best. All right. Have a great Thanksgiving. All right, coming up, folks, on some local business that we have to take care of. We're rolling to news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Hey, on Wednesday's show, it'll be like a Friday show. Yeah, because everybody has off for Thanksgiving and Friday, including me and Miss Mary. So we'll do it again tomorrow, same time, same radio stations. Wake up, Wyoming. Well, there's no now.